0: Hey everybody, welcome to Vikings Final Prep Week 15 edition. I'm your host, Cy Amundsen, in studio with Chris Corso from the Vikings.com, and we are getting you all caught up on all the sound you missed this week from the Minnesota Vikings as we prepare to travel to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Kickoff 3:05 p.m. Central Standard Time at Dignity Health Sports park and chris the vikings are nine and four in this game absolutely has playoff implications for us as it's starting to feel like we might need to run the table to make some postseason play happen on the other side of things the chargers are just five and eight and they were recently eliminated from the afc playoff picture but that does not mean that you can take this team lightly
1: Absolutely not, Cy. Si. They are playing very well right now, especially on offense. 45 points against the Jaguars last week in a 45-10 to 10 victory. On the defensive side of the ball, they have a great passing defense. And they return a great young player at safety, Derwin James, who's back from injury. Watch out for him in this game.
0: Derwin James is an absolute beast. If you haven't heard that name yet, you will be hearing it for the next few years. He's one of the best safeties in the league. When you stick him in the mix with Ingram and Bosa, they can absolutely be dangerous. It kind of feels like the Chargers are, pe- for, for Viking fans' sake, that they're peaking at absolutely the, the, wrong worst, time. the worst possible time. Uh, in terms of the long standing history between the teams it's 6-6 all time regular season games the chargers are 3 and 1 at home against us but good news viking fans head coach mike zimmer is 5 and 2 including a 2 and 1 record in 2019 as the vikings head coach versus the AFC West, so we're hoping he can make that six and two and three and one. And speaking of the man, let's start out the show the way we always do and get you caught up on Mike Zimmer's Friday press conference.
2: Getting ready to play a good football team. Um, they're they're you know they beat the heck out of Jacksonville last week. Um, can be very explosive. Seventh in the league offensively, fourth in the league defensively. Um, we're gonna have to play very well to win this uh, ball game. We're gonna have to be on point stick with the details and uh, play solid all the way around
0: Adam, you in practice this week.
3: Yeah. Adam out there the last month or so how have you seen kind of Diggs reassert himself even though he doesn't have kind of a counterpoint there offensively how have you seen Diggs continue to play well the last few weeks
2: yeah he's he's actually he's played well all year long he you know he he uh you know, he just continues to come out here and do his job and and uh, makes big plays for us. So that's always been good. Um, hope he continues to do that.
3: Mike, how do you think McKenzie is playing in slot right now?
2: Uh, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm not going to evaluate him, but, uh, uh, I mean.
3: You were very complimentary in his development going into the year. Have you seen more of the same trajectory from him? Yeah,
2: he's, he's much um, – understands the system and the coverages, you know, he continues to do and now you can do little subtle things with him that you probably couldn't do before.
0: You talked about the corner rotation last week, how it was just a one, potentially one game thing. Obviously you want your your three starters picked up but when you got guys that can contribute um, how do you go forward with that kind of plan knowing that you just kind of do it ad hoc like hey, you know, in the game you might know that somebody's playing well i want to keep them in there do you have do you always want to have a
2: kind of no we we have a plan each week going in but um you know i like these young corners too Uh, you know holton hill and uh and um chris boyd you know i think they have a, a good future coming coming forward so um but yeah we you know we go have a plan going in and kind of stick to it and you know then sometimes it changes obviously if somebody gets dinged up or something like that
0: Expect them to be limited at all in, in the game on Sunday. No. What is your thinking of
2: what you might do? Uh, Backup running back with uh, Madison. Um, we'll probably play Boone. Yeah, uh, Stefanski talked about Boone the other day. Just what kind of progress is he is he making? He really raves about. It. Good. He, I mean he he's he's been uh, terrific all year long as far as in practice and preseason games. I thought he ran hard last week. Um, He's a nice job. You guys have obviously had a number of uh, of your defensive players make Pro Bowls. A couple new guys possibly could make it this year. In Eric Kendricks, maybe Anthony Harris. Do you think those guys are having Pro Bowl type seasons, Kendricks and Harris? You know, I don't, I don't really know about the Pro Bowl. It's all fan voting and the other things. So uh, we're just glad they're playing well, and um, we we'll worry about. We really don't worry about that. We are worrying about. Chargers and Phillip Rivers and Keenan Allen, they're pro bowlers. (laughs) Good. Thanks.
0: I absolutely love uh, Zimmer press conferences, but one of my favorite things that he does is when a member of the media asks a question about a player and, and insinuates that, they have played well recently and what's the change in them having played poorly earlier in the season and he's always quick to correct him when he believes it where it was the Diggs question where he goes well yeah he's played well all year and it's always nice to get the head coach's viewpoint on a player's performance in that way because I think at times fans and media go off Racing and like, well, how come he's playing well now? It's like, well, no, you just think he is because he's had some catches, but he's played great all year. That's always my favorite part of his press conferences. Uh, In that press conference, he mentioned a couple guys that were all worried about, Thielen and Madison. So, Chris, why don't you let me know, because the the injury report is officially out, right? That is correct. Where are we standing with some of these guys uh, going into the weekend?
1: Yes, uh, the only Viking who did not practice all week was running back Alexander Madison, who's battling an ankle injury. He's listed as out for the game, a tough blow for the Vikings. Another player, a player on the defense, listed as out. In addition to the injury report on Thursday was Jaron Ron Kurse with a toe injury. He is also out for the Vikings. The good news is wide receiver Adam Thielen was removed from the injury report officially on Friday with that hamstring injury. That means he's expected to play. So that is big news for the Vikings. The last thing to touch on for the Minnesota Vikings, is the two players that are questionable. It's Xavier Rhodes with an ankle injury is questionable for the game. And B.C. Johnson, who filled in great while Adam Thielen was out this season, he's also questionable with a quad injury.
0: So some important players, but we got to feel good about the Adam Thielen thing. I think since the moment he went down, we know how tricky hamstrings can be. Everybody's been wondering where, how, and when he's going to get back onto the field. So hopefully, hopefully if he's fully ready to go, it will be this weekend, but why don't we hear from the man himself? Let's go to Adam Thielen's presser and let him talk a little bit about his injury and the progress.
2: Are you maybe more optimistic now this week about playing than perhaps in past weeks?
3: Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, how optimistic (laughs) On on the optimism level? I don't know. You know, honestly, right now I'm just taking it one day at a time. Um, just, uh, focusing on the day, you know, today was a win, um, for, for me and, and getting back out there. So, uh, like I said, just focusing on on, t- on the day, and uh, tomorrow we'll, you know, same thing, just focus on that day and see how it goes and go from there. And the
0: past couple months, you were talking about not even missing an NFL practice, and now it's been two months since the full game. Just what, What's it been like you, for you, the emotions, just going through those two months here?
3: Yeah, it's been different. Um, obviously, uh, not having to go through it before. Uh, I've learned a lot from the process, um, and yeah. Uh, um, you know, I think I think for me, it's just the, the main thing has just been focusing on um, every day, trying to do what I what I have to do to to get back on the field and be out there with my teammates and, and helping them win games. And then in the meantime, when I when I couldn't play, um, just trying to do whatever I could to um, help out the young guys or or to be any type of resource for anybody. So uh, I don't know if I did a great job, but um, I was I was trying my best uh, every day. And um, like I said, I've, I've learned a lot from the process and uh, definitely will help me moving forward.
0: Is the, goal, is the goal here this week in practice to kind of open it up and figure out if you are 100 percent like you've talked about?
3: Yeah, for sure, absolutely. That's uh, um, just kind of being smart, uh, taking the right progression to get back on the field on Sunday. And um, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, everything, everything has gone well so far, and um, I'm very happy with the progression. And um, you know, we'll see how tomorrow goes. Is it more about how to handling that particular injury is it, or is it sort of about your emotions and sort of your mindset in dealing with that type of thing? Man, it'd probably take me like 30 minutes to explain everything, but no, just, uh, I've learned a lot just, uh, about myself, um, about the process, about the injury, um, um, about different resources, uh, things like that. So, um, like I said, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but, but when you've never, uh, really, you never missed a game, um, you just don't, you don't have to worry about that. You've never, I've never had to deal with it. So, um, like I said, there's, there's been so much, you know, I've learned, learned how to be patient and, uh. Um, you know, learn how to be smart and things like that in practice and and progression things like that. So, um, yeah, just uh, trying to get better every day.
0: It's always great to hear from the man himself. Here's to hope, and he gets out there this weekend and is able to sustain being out there. Uh, as we break this game down, Chris, let's start on the offensive side of the ball for both teams. The Chargers, like you mentioned at the top of the show are coming off a dominant 45-10 to road win over the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have, in all fairness, given up on their season a little bit, but they've got some studs on that defensive side of the ball. So to give up a 45 is nuts. And Phillip Rivers had himself a day.
1: Yeah, he's been around for a little while. He's had some career there um, with San Diego and now the Los Angeles Chargers. So for me to say he posted his highest passer rating in his career of one fifty four point four last week. That that's saying a lot. I mean he threw for over three hundred yards, three touchdowns, and he threw his career long pass an eighty-four yard strike to the running back Austin Eckler who can do a lot of things for this Chargers offense.
0: And I think Rivers has caught a little bit of heat this year and people think maybe he's not playing at the level he's played before but this is one of the most injured teams in the NFL in the first half of the season. Melvin Gordon was on a a holdout. He didn't have all his weapons and so the fact that he's still you know, throwing about 65% from the pocket, he's got 3,700 yards and 20 touchdowns, that's still a pretty darn good year for him. Now he is... Third in the in the league right now with interceptions at 15, trailing Jameis Winston by I assume, I assume 180. Uh, but uh, he's a guy who constantly scares me because he's the last of those. Brett Favre, like he he is the most gunslingery type quarterback left in the NFL, where he might come out and throw four picks, but he can easily dagger you for four touchdowns because he's not scared to do any of that. And now that Melvin is back from his, you know, his holdout and Eckler's playing really well, there's a lot of danger on the field. Eckler's a, a crazy dual threat for them.
1: Yeah, I really want to talk about Eckler because he has eight receiving touchdowns, which leads the team seven. 73 receptions and 830 receiving yards, and that's not even counting what he's doing on the ground. This guy can start in the backfield, and Rivers likes to option him over into the slot at the line of scrimmage. So the Vikings need to really watch where Eckler is on the field and match him up the right way on defense.
0: And uh, last week, Eckler became only the second charger ever. In Charger history, to record both 100 yards rushing and 100 yards receiving in the same game, I don't have who the other guy was. My guess is was Ladanian, Ladanian Tomlinson. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, if it's some, it's just like Dave Thomas from 1965. No, Eckler's an absolute beast right now, and Keenan Allen on the outside is a legitimate threat. 81 receptions, 947 yards, five touchdowns. They can hurt you in a lot of different ways. So it was nice to bounce back defensively against Against the Lions last week. But this is going to be more of a test as to where we are and, and how we've really rebounded from some of the defensive struggles of a few weeks ago. Uh, for the Vikings on the offensive side of the ball, like I just mentioned, we're coming off that 27 win against the Lions. We keep the longest active home streak in the NFL alive at six games. Uh, and since about week 5 Kirk Cousins, your boy, has been playing real well, hasn't he, Chris?
1: Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, 24 touchdowns, four interceptions on the year. But since week five, Kirk Cousins has an NFL best 120 passer rating He's over 2,500 passing yards, which is third in the NFL in that span, and 72% completion percentage. I mean, he's doing things that no other quarterbacks are doing because he leads in that span with 21 touchdowns. So, I mean, he is doing things. He's protecting the football, which is the biggest thing that matters to head coach Mike Zimmer, and I've been really impressed with after the way that Bears game went in that week four. I mean, he's just completely become the superstar of this offense.
0: And the other huge key here, Chris, is the O-line, the protection scheme. The Vikings offense has only allowed 23 sacks in 2019 through the first 13 games. That's the seventh fewest in the NFL. Uh, The Vikings allowed 40 sacks last year. At this point, I know the offensive line has been a forever talking point for this team, and they haven't been perfect uh, but they have really stepped their game up the scheme is working. they are giving Kirk the ability to make plays and uh, they are protecting for our guy Dalvin Cook who is continuing to be a beast and speaking of these two men, Dalvin was on Kirk's show under center this week on Kfan. Let's hear from the guys.
3: oh um, like I said, I just pretty much want to say I, i'm I'm happy to be his teammate you know I'm'm I'm, I'm honored to be back there beside Kirk and you know, you know, just being beside a good quarterback, it make my job much easier. You know, I get to run the football, get to have an honest box, and, and stuff like that. But you know, just just being a part of this team, it's been special to to see how we fight back after a loss, and mm-hmm. you know how we come back and you know work. And I'm all about winning. I I love the stats and everything, but I want to win a Super Bowl, and I see the desire in these guys to to do the same thing. And, that's what we fighting
0: for right now. That was Delvin Cook on Kirk Cousins' show Under Center. And we will be right back with more Vikings Final Prep here on KFAN. But first, get ready for kickoff all season long with Vikings Blend at Caribou Coffee. 10% of all proceeds go back to University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital. Purchase in-store today or at cariboucoffee.com. And hey... How about you help the Salvation Army fight for good by giving at a red kettle? You can also donate online at SalvationArmyNorth.org. No amount is too small. Hey guys, welcome back to Vikings Final Prep. And hey... Did you know that the Minnesota Vikings mascot, Victor, has lost his mustache? And he needs your help finding it. In his new children's book, Where's Victor's Mustache? Join Victor on an A to Z voyage through Minnesota as you help him find his mustache. Buy the book today at any Vikings locker room store or at vikings.com slash mustache. Sounds like a perfect gift for your child for the holidays. Chris, we talked about the offense. Let's now talk about the defense. Like I said up top, do not let the first half of this season fool you. Since Week 11, the Chargers lead the NFL with 789 scrimmage yards allowed, and just in general across the board, they are playing really well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This team is top five in yards allowed per game as a whole, fourth in the NFL in passing yards allowed per game. That's their strength because they are 17th allowed in rushing yards per game. I look at the Vikings' offense and I say, let's run the ball. There are times where this team, sometimes they have safeties playing at linebacker. Sometimes there's six defensive backs out on the field. I think back to when the Patriots Played the Chargers in the playoffs last year and they pounded the ball with Sonny Michelle. Look for the Vikings to do that with Dalvin Cook, who leads the NFL with thirteen
0: rushing touchdowns this season. Yeah, I think that's the absolute right way to approach it. And you're right, they've got guys who can get all over the field. Joey Bosa's brother's making a lot of noise up in San Francisco, but he's a dude who leads the team with 10 and a half sacks in San Diego. He can move all over the place. Melvin Ingram's five and a half sacks might not seem like much, but he's disrupted disrupting offenses all over the place. On our side of the ball, let's take a quick second to celebrate Daniil Hunter. Daniil was named NFC Defensive Player of the Week for his performance against the Lions, where he put together three sacks, and just continued to add to his outrageous totals at this point in his career.
1: Absolutely. He established the defensive pass pressure on a young quarterback last week. Look for him to do that against a veteran who likes to talk talk some trash this week. Daniil Hunter recorded his 50th sack, becoming the youngest player ever, 25 years and 40 days um, of age in NFL history to reach that feat. He's doing things that some guys – never do in their entire career and look for him if he's out on the outside of the defensive line that opens up the interior of the defensive line as well we saw it last week with Fadio Denebo. look for that this week it's called the Daniil Hunter effect
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really it's really fun to what, you know, every once in a while, guys come around that are generational athletes. Like there are great players and there are great athletes. And then there are guys who come around who other people just can't physically do what they can do. Lamar Jackson is a great example of that. And the truth is right now, I hope Viking fans recognize that is what we're seeing from Daniil Hunter. He has physical gifts that aren't seen very often in this league Uh, he's 12 and a half sacks just in this season tied for fourth most in the league and it almost feels quiet that's how good he is that is his the fourth most sacks in the league almost feel like they've come quietly and uh obviously we're not the only ones who've taken notice of that PA and Ron Johnson discussed Daniil Hunter and a few other things on this week's episode of the Winning Formula from Game Plan. And with the Winning Formula, we begin with dominance, as in Daniil Hunter, his first sack against the Detroit Lions gave him 50 and one half during his career, youngest player in the history of the NFL, Ron,
2: to have at least 50 sacks, 25 years, 40 days of age. Daniil Hunter, your
3: thoughts? Yeah, I I think he is on a trajectory to have a 22-sack season at some point in his career. I mean, the things he's doing, his strength, his size, he's built like a Greek god. Like, if I were to think about Zeus – I would want to cast Daniil Hunter as Zeus. Like, yeah. he is that kind of guy, or, or the guy from 300 that kicks people into the pit. Oh, yeah. That's Daniil Hunter. But if you look at his moves, his ability to make the tackle have to cover him on an island because of his speed, Yeah, and you see here, I mean, the quarterback was had no idea what to do. I mean, at one point, I felt like it was a middle school bully chasing a kid because the, the quarterback just took off running with his back to the to the offense. And mm-hmm. so, that's what Daniil Hunter does. He scares people, and he can possibly be one of the best to ever do it.
0: As always, incredible stuff from Paul Allen and Ron Johnson. And that'll pretty much do it for us here on Vikings Final Prep. Chris, looking forward to a big game this weekend. Should be a lot of fun. The Vikings sit at 9-4, and four, which is the fourth time in team history that the team has been at that record. The other three times... They have made the playoffs, so I'm going to knock on wood for saying that thing that you wrote in the prep out loud that I I did not want to say, and uh, let's hope we go in and we do some things right, and also... Let's all—it's a—it's a three o'clock game. So let's all crowd around our TVs at noon and hope Chicago beats up on Green Bay, so we can make that. And then, and then if we take care of business, we can make that December 23rd game the most fun. If you're looking for how to watch this weekend, we are not on Fox. We're on the AFC side of things. CBS, WCCO in the Twin Cities, because it's a home game for the Chargers. Play-by-play play is the great Greg Gumbel, analyst, former great quarterback Trent Green, sideline reporter Mel. Collins, but I think you should listen to it here on local radio, where we have the best of the best. 100.3 FM, K Talk, 11:30 AM, Minneapolis, Saint Paul. Play-by-play, of course, is PA analyst Pete Bursich, Greg Coleman, and Ben Lieber on the sideline. And as always, the radio pregame show featuring Mike Mussman kicks off two hours before game time, which means 1 p.m. Central Time this weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, and we will see you next week.